Hi, I'm Dominic Insinius, leader of The Heart. I want to welcome you to The Heart Podcast. Thank you for letting us be a small part in your journey of faith. I hope this message today encourages you and strengthens you. Big things can happen when we expect God to move, so I pray today that God would speak to you through this message. Y'all, we're starting a brand new series today called Lawless. And uh, did anybody, did anybody uh, not recognize that song at the beginning? I was told, uh, is that really, uh, what's it called? Old time, or what is it? Yeah. Oh, I've, never mind. Sorry, you guys didn't need to be here for that conversation. I could have figured that out earlier. I thought somebody said it was Little Nas X, Old Town Road. I don't know enough about uh, Little Nas X to know if it was or wasn't. So let's just strike that from the record. We'll start over. I'll come back in. Let's get the man back up here. This new series we're starting today called Lawless. Here's what we're going to do with, with this, y'all. I want you to be here with me in this for the next couple of weeks. And if you can't be here in person, you can always follow us on, uh, on the podcast or on YouTube. What I want to do is I want to spend a few weeks digging into how possibly you and I are meant to be living out our faith outside of the rules. I think I can make an argument, and I will for several weeks in a row, that we are meant to be living our faith beyond the law in this lawless land where we're not following rules. We're not looking and make sure we're following the letter of the law and what that looks like practically in our life, in our faith, how that shows up. Now, when it comes, some of you may know this already, but if you don't know this about me, I am a big-time rule follower when it comes to board games. Is anyone the person, when you get a new board game, you're the one that, like, you have to read all the instructions first. Nobody can have any fun until the instructions are read. Is there anybody like that? A few? Okay. Right. Is anybody just like, hey, we'll figure it out along the way? House rules? Oh, you all are dangerous. <laughs> Raise your hands again high so I can uh, know what you look like and uh, make a note. Okay, got it. Yeah, I, I, uh, I am not a house rules kind of guy. I'm a, okay, what does the rule book say? I remember uh, when I was growing up, we had a, uh, uh, my parents got a pool table, and uh, you know I thought it was the coolest thing for us to have a pool table in in the house. And m- me and my dad, we burned up that rule book uh, so much. We were, we were playing pool. We're like, well, let's see what the rule book says. And so we'd have the rule book handy. I don't know if anybody's ever had a rule book uh, in pool in their house, but we uh, we did, and we loved it because you got to know the rules. And, and I, it's sad to say, but I know this about myself, that I, I want to know the rules so much because I want to do, I, I want to play the game in the right way. And it doesn't mean that I'm right, it just means the rules are right and I know the rules. Do you see what I'm saying with that? Can you be on the same page with me here? Looks like we're both right on this one. I want to be able to know the purity of the game. Now, there are some things in my life where I don't so much follow the rules. We have a 19-year-old son, my wife and I, and when he was growing up, there were some things that we were okay with him watching, some things we were okay with him listening to that maybe other parents didn't think that was such a good idea to let him watch those movies or listen to that kind of music. And maybe, for, maybe you don't have kids, or if you can remember being a kid, there were some times when your parents would let you do something or not let you do something 
And more often than not, you were confused on why you could do this and couldn't do that. Especially, especially if you were like me and you feel like all of my friends seem to be able to stay out past midnight when they have their own car. I don't see why I can't stay out past midnight. Is it because their parents trust their kid more than my parents trusted me? That was my argument. But there was something, there, so there was something things, uh, so like, let's say Spider-Man, the Spider-Man movies, this is old school, the, the, the Tobey Maguire uh, Spider-Man, does anyone know who that is? He's probably double my age now. The Tobey Maguire Spider-Man movies, we would let Corbin watch those movies. We thought they were fun to watch. He loved Spider-Man. And it wasn't until I was talking to a friend of mine, he said, yeah, we were watching Spider-Man 2 or whatever. And he's like, oh, he's probably too young for that, isn't he? And I was like, that is none of your business. And all I wanted to do was show Corbin more Spider-Man 2 movies. There's just one. Because when he's growing up, the rules change and adjust, but not for everybody. There's one set, there, 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 there could be one set of rules on this is how you raise a son. This is how you raise a daughter. This is how you raise kids if the son is older than your daughter. This is how you raise kids if you have three of them. This is how you raise kids if they have a device or not. There's no rule book. You're figuring it out along the way. When it comes to parenting, when it comes to marriage, you're figuring these things out along the way. So I want to make the argument and talk through this with you over the next couple of weeks on how that same approach that we have to our parenting, that same approach we have to a marriage, to a relationship, that same approach we have that way, where we are trying our best, figuring things out, getting better, making mistakes, I want to see what that would look like if you and I applied that to the way that we approach our faith. Because there's sometimes house rules. House rules in our house is we don't have, I don't, I don't mean to be putting his business out there. My son's not here to defend himself. We in our house, house rules, we don't mind if Corbin cusses a little bit, okay? That's just a little bit. Don't get crazy. We don't mind that in our house, house rules. Now, if Corbin was going to y'all's house and he was just cussing up a storm, that'd be a conversation but not because a rule is broken. Do you get where I'm going with this a little bit? That's okay if not. It'll come to you over the next several weeks. So what I want to do today, I want to look into what Jesus has to say about the law, about rules. Because our faith, our Christian faith, or if you don't call yourself a Christian or consider yourself a Christian, then I don't mean to include you in this, but people who consider themselves Christians... Christ followers, our faith, that faith, is rooted in the Jewish faith, comes from the Jewish faith originally, right? Jesus was Jewish. And that came from a tradition of laws and rules. you got to have law and rules if we're, if we're supposed to know how to practice our faith, right? If we're supposed to know how to connect with God. What are the rules? Tell me what I'm supposed to do. In fact, a lot of people, a lot of people come to religion or come to faith because they're looking for that. They're looking for what are the rules? What am I supposed to do to be a good person? How do I know if I'm doing the right thing in life? Just can you can you write down some of the rules that I need to follow? 
And so our faith being, being grounded in that, Jesus comes on the scene and he is a game changer. He changes the way that we approach uh, uh, what it's like to, to trust God, to believe in God, to ask God for things, to trust ourselves, how to interact with the people around us. And what I want to read for you today is one particular verse in the book of Matthew it's a part of uh, uh, the book of Matthew is uh, actually one of the Gospels, if you're not familiar with the Bible. One of the Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And the Gospels are just kind of these accounts of uh, the stories that you hear about Jesus. So in the book of Matthew, there's this, there's this particular part where uh, it's known as the Sermon on the Mount. And it, it goes the span of a couple of chapters, and it's just kind of Jesus, he's got people gathered around him, and he's just kind of teaching them about different things. There's some really, really cool things that he, has to, that he has to say and teach, some really hot topics. And what I want to read for you today is out of Matthew 5, and Jesus addresses the law, the rules. Now, the law isn't just something that like, oh yeah, we know it's there, we'll reference it sometimes. People of faith in this day, people of faith in this day, they took the law very serious. It was how they lived their life. They lived their life, their life of faith, according to the law. They were things that you were supposed to do, things you had to do, things you needed to do. Because if you didn't do those things, then your connection with your faith, your connection to God was at risk. So the law was not something that was taken lightly. Now, what some people thought when Jesus came onto the scene, they thought, finally, here's our Messiah. Here's the new person. Here's the, the new one that's going to usher in God's new way, and he's going to get rid of all the old ways, and now here is the new way. And so it's in this kind of, this kind of thought process that I want to jump into Matthew 5, 17, and check out what Jesus has to say. Matthew 5, 17, he says, don't, don't, suppose, don't suppose for a minute that I have come to demolish the scriptures, either God's law or the prophets. I'm not here to, to demolish, but to complete. I'm going to put it all together, pull it all together in a vast panorama. God's law is more real and lasting than the stars in the sky and the ground at your feet. Long after stars burn out and earth wears out, God's law will be alive and working. Trivialize even the smallest item in God's law, and you will only have trivialized yourself. But take it seriously, show the way for others, and you will find honor in the kingdom. Unless you do far better than the Pharisees in the matters of right living, you won't know the first thing about entering the kingdom. God's kingdom is what he means he's referring to there. Now, I know that's a lot. I know that's a lot. It's a lot of scripture to read on a Sunday morning, especially for us, for me. So I want to look at what Jesus is saying here, right? Because he's saying, first of all, he's saying, I am not here to demolish the laws. I am not here to get rid of the old ways. I am the completion of the old ways. I am not here to get rid of, I'm here to complete I'm not here to, to ignore what happened. I'm here to fulfill the law. 
And I want to tell you th- this part at the end, right? He's saying, you know, he kind of gets into, you know, why it matters to not trivialize the law, to not say it doesn't matter, to not say the rules don't matter. In the same breath that he's saying that I'm going to fulfill the law, I'm going to complete the law, he says, we can't trivialize what the law has been. We can't take for granted what laws are already in place, what the rules are already in place. And watch what he says at the end. I want to read what he says at the end. He says, unless you do far better than the Pharisees in the matters of right living, you won't know the first thing about entering the kingdom. And I want to, just for a second, explain to you why that should make no sense to you, what he just said. And why it probably made zero to maybe a little bit of sense to the people back then who he's talking to. Here's why I think this should make no sense to you. He says, unless you do better than the Pharisees in the matters of right living, you won't know the first thing about entering the kingdom. I want you to think of the most spiritual, healthy, spiritually healthy person that you know. Think of that person right now. They're great. It seems like everything they pray for, God does. Seems like they're always, you know, posting nicer things online before you do. Maybe there's a group of spiritual people in your life. You don't have to know them. Maybe you don't know them. Now, imagine that Jesus is saying, you need to be better at spirituality. You need to do better at your faith than that person. And if you don't do better at your faith than that person, then you won't even have a chance of even knowing the first thing about the kingdom. That's why, that's why it makes no sense, because the Pharisees were the religious leaders of the day. They knew the law. They followed the law. They knew what they were supposed to do. They knew what they were supposed to say, and they did all the things that they were supposed to do and, all, and said all the things that they were supposed to say. And so Jesus comes up to people who know about the Pharisees, who know about the people who know the rules and know the law, and he says, unless you do a better job at living the right way than these people, you don't even have a chance. So it can seem a little bleak, but it's not if you stuck around for the rest of what Jesus has to say. So we have all these rules, we have all these law, and, and many of us, probably most of us, I can, there's maybe two people in this room that can, or does anybody know all Ten Commandments? The Ten Commandments off the top of their head? Okay. So maybe nobody in here. That's my point. We don't know all of the laws. We don't know all of the rules. And it's not that it doesn't matter to not know the law, to not know the rules, but I want you and I, I want us, I want us to live our faith lawless. Now, what Jesus came to do by him completing the law, what he did is he empowered us for freedom. If you take notes or if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. Jesus completing the law, that means freedom. But freedom means more responsibility, not less. Being free to do whatever you want now means you are responsible for your actions. And when Jesus came to complete the law, he empowered us to be free. 
He empowered us to have uh, the, the, the freedom to approach our faith. And that just makes things so much messier. You know what's clean? Rules. Rules, law, this is what you're supposed to do. This is how you're supposed to say it. That is clean and that is easy. But that is not how life works. If that were how life works, then we wouldn't need to all figure out how it's what it's like to be a parent every single week of every single year for the rest of our lives. If, if life was lived through rules and law, then we would have marriage figured out and everything would be great from here on out. But life is messy. Life is complicated. And what Jesus did with the rules, uh, uh, again, he didn't come to demolish them. He didn't come to abolish them. He didn't come to stop them. He didn't come to say the rules don't matter anymore. He said the rules, he said the law is completed. So now what we're empowered to do, what you and I are free to do, choosing to step into this faith, you, what you and I are free to do is now you and I don't need to go back and review and research and study and memorize all of the laws to know how to act. Now, what we are empowered to do, free to do, challenged to do, is to follow the way that Jesus taught, to do the things that Jesus did, to try to think the way that Jesus thinks, to try to approach people the way that Jesus approached them, to try to trust people who were untrustworthy, the way that Jesus trusted people who were untrustworthy. To love people who are unlovable the way that Jesus loves people who are unlovable. Now, that sounds, at least to me, maybe I don't, I don't put this on you, to me that sounds a lot more complicated than just following the rules. Because the Jewish faith was founded in the laws Founded so much, in fact, <laughs> that Moses, I don't know if you know the story, uh, the story goes that Moses went up to the top of a mountain and God chiseled, or maybe through Moses, regardless, came down with chiseled tablets of rules to live by. <laughs> that seems like a pretty big deal that these cosmically chiseled tablets of rules, and now Jesus is saying, I have fulfilled those. If you trust in me and follow me, the law is complete in that. Because that mattered very much. That mattered very much to people back then, at least the religious people or people that wanted to pursue their faith. That mattered very, that mattered very much to them, that they were completing the law, that they were doing the law, they were doing the right things. And Jesus says, I am the completion of the law. Do you see why it's such a big deal for him to say that? But freedom for you and I, freedom from living life by rules means so much more responsibility in living our life. Maybe you experienced this in your own life. I'm sure you have. I mean, you're free to stay up late every night. I mean, when I was a kid, I, I dreamed of, uh, this is funny, when I went to sleep, I dreamed of staying up late. 
I dreamed of being able to stay up late as much as I wanted. And now I can, and sometimes I do. But now that you can stay up as late as you want, you know, it's probably not a wise thing to do that, right? You have responsibilities. Some of you guys have to wake up in the morning, get to work early. So can you stay up all night? Yeah, sure, you can do whatever you want. Is it wise to stay up all night? Probably not. You can eat as much as you want. Some of us do. I do. We can eat as much as we want. Sometimes we say, ah, I can. I don't know if that's wise. You can do whatever you want. But see, in the, in, in, in the kingdom of heaven, in the way that, that Jesus, if I, can, if, I can, uh, if I can paraphrase a little bit what Jesus is saying, you can do whatever you want. Right? So instead of making sure you're following the, the rules, what if just for today, you and I lived in this world where we're lawless, we're saying, I can do whatever I want. So much more responsibility comes with you being able to do whatever you want than ever is attached to you following the rules. Because I see kids, there's probably your kids and heart kids over here, they're probably following the rules, but they're so angry about it. I do that sometimes, too. I'm following the rules. I'm not happy about it. Yeah, I did it. I did exactly that. I did exactly what you said to do. But I did it with all the attitude in the world and a lot of huffing and puffing. Is anybody a huffer and puffer? Maybe don't raise your hand if you don't, if you don't want to. I am definitely a... <sighs> I'm not proud of it. I just know I do it. I'll do that. I'll do this. <sighs> Until finally somebody says, is something wrong? And I'm like, No. Ask me again, though, in a couple of minutes. And ask me it's sweeter, and then I'll tell you, you know. Again, I'm not proud of it. I'm just telling you who I am. I want us to live, maybe just for today, saying, I can do whatever I want, but is what I want to do wise for me, for my family, for the person I want to become? That's what it's like to live in a law-completed world instead of a rule book in front of you. Let's make sure you're doing all of these things. That is the real challenge when it comes to faith. And in my opinion, what makes the Christian faith so messy is how much Jesus empowers us to live our life. There are, there are plenty of religions or different, maybe, sects of Christianity as well that they'll say, oh, yeah, I'll tell you how to live your life. You just cut out this, 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 and this. Stop saying these words. Stop watching these movies. And then you're good to go. But see, life is more complicated than what movies you do and don't watch. Life is more complicated than what music you do or don't listen to. Now, obviously, there's things that, that you can do that are healthy for you mentally or whatever. And if you don't like scary movies, don't watch scary movies or blood and gore or all that kind of stuff. What I'm saying is, is that you get to decide how you approach your faith. That is what is so fascinating about the Christian faith, is that you get to decide how you approach it. And the reason that you get to decide how you approach it is because Jesus has paved the way to empower you to do that. 
That is fascinating to me about the Christian religion, the Christian faith, is that we are empowered by the Savior. We are empowered by God's Son to live our life. That means there's going to be a mess. We talk about the mess a lot here at the heart. We're very comfortable. I'm very comfortable embracing the mess of life. It's easier when there are rules. It's easier when you, you're supposed to do this and you should say that and don't do that. That's easy. What's more difficult, more challenging, takes more intentionality, is when it's, well, sometimes we do that. Sometimes the house rule is I let my son get away with that and then sometimes I don't. Sometimes my wife says she can say what she can ask me one question and on one day I take it as a question and I answer it and I'm like, "Wow, thanks for being curious. That was great." And the next day she asks the same question about the same thing and I'm like, "You are attacking me personally and I don't like I don't think I like that." So life is messy. There's not one way to approach it. But what it makes room for is conversation. What it makes room for is thoughtful digging. That's what's going to take. If, if you take on this challenge that you have, and there's, there's some part of you that is already in this challenge, in my opinion, because you're here. If you take on the challenge of growing your faith, wanting to grow your faith, uh, uh, attempting to, to stretch yourself spiritually, then I want to tell you, and it's probably no surprise to you, there are going to be complications. There are going to be complications, but I want you to be able to talk those things out. Every time my faith has grown, Every time my faith has been stretched, it's come from something that I didn't think should have happened to me, but it did. And the only way I got through that was processing it out loud with the people around me. Jesus wants us to live a life of freedom. And that freedom came at a cost to him. That freedom comes at a cost to us as well. That freedom means that we need to be responsible. That we are responsible for what we do next, for what we do tonight, for what we do tomorrow. I'm not talking about the do the right thing. I'm talking about the tough decisions that you need to make as a parent. I'm talking about the, the difficult conversations you have to have as a husband and wife or as a spouse or your girlfriend or I'm talking about those difficult conversations that you need to have. That's where the real juice of life is. That's where the mess is. And I think Jesus sees that. I think Jesus saw that. And I want you to live a life of freedom. And that's going to take work. It's going to take all of us. It's going to take all of us to be in this together. But it's a challenge I want to take, and it's a challenge that I want you to take on as well, to live this life of freedom. If you could, real quick, I want to pray for you. Could you uh, 
Close your eyes and bow your head just for a moment. God, we thank you for this life of freedom. Jesus didn't come to get rid of the law or abolish the law. He came to fulfill it. So we are grateful for this fulfillment. I pray that we would have the courage, the bravery to step forward into our faith. To follow Jesus. To follow Jesus into the gray. To follow Jesus into the mess. I pray that you would give us the courage to make mistakes along the way. To have doubts along the way. And that those mistakes and that doubt would make room for our faith to grow. We love you. We pray that in your name. Amen. Thanks for listening to The Heart Podcast. At The Heart, we like to say you don't have to go to church here to go to church here. That means you are already part of the community just by listening to the message today. If today's message connected with you, we want to invite you to share it with someone who may benefit from it. We would love to be a part of your journey of faith. Please visit us online at www.theheart.church forward slash next to see what your next step may be. And if you live near San Marcos, Texas, we would like to invite you to visit us in person this Sunday morning at 10 a.m. Remember to be bold this week and connect with those around you. It's how your relationships grow and how your faith grows. Thank you.